Briggs. It's your old pal, the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> this is Joe Bob Briggs. This is Jeffrey Combs. Hey, this is Scotty from Anthrax. Hi, you're listening to Adrienne Barbeau. Hi, this is Doc Bradley. You're listening to Quality Time. You're listening to Quality Time. Quality Time Broadcast. And you're listening to Quality Time. Quality Time Podcast. I'm saying this under duress. You better keep listening or I will tear your soul apart. differently than Eric. I like you like I like my cigarettes. Filtered. But <laughs> I thought you were going to say um, uh, lots of smoke and give you cancer. I okay. very much believe okay. Woodworth is going to give me cancer. I could see it's that. It's going to be stress-induced and it ruins my stomach lining. Yeah. <laughs> How lovely. All right. Talk about stomach lining. Well, are we ready to get this kicked off or what? Anything else? Last thing. Welcome to Quality Time, everybody. I'm your host, Eric Woodworth. Uh, I'm joined first by my blood, my brother, Mr. Jeremy P. Woodworth. Jeremy, how are you, sir? I know not of what you speak. Oh, no. Who is joining us on the program today? Is I, friend of the universe, Emperor Palpatine. Oh, <laughs> look at you. Look like a. I really was going to say, you look like the whole Senate. That's crazy. I am the Senate. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, very exciting to have you, Senator Palpatine, um, or as I like to call him, Shiv, by his real name. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's good to have you here. You look like you're in full Sith mode Lord uh, status, and I'm just glad that you're here more than anything. I prefer not to have actual light upon my face. <laughs> this is not Plaxoriasis. Uh, Mace Windu, the black Jedi, burned me badly. Make <laughs> <laughs> it all on the black Jedi. I, I, I mean, I don't see why it was... Lightsaber. I, I don't know why it was necessary mentioning his ethnicity. He was like, he was black. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see how that was relevant to him. He burned me. <laughs> hey, what are you talking about? The, the Jedi like that? They they try to put things over on you. Hey, with the Jedi mind tricks. Hey. <laughs> uh, we're also joined by the very lovely, very talented Ms. Ashley Pontius. Ashley, how are you? I'm not Ashley. Oh my God! Who is it? Uh, the female Sith. It's it's Emperor. Pal poutine. Ooh, Canadian <laughs> fries. Oh my god, she ate it and now she's pooing everywhere. <laughs> mm. uh, thanks for having me, Daddy. Well, it's great. I you know, I'm glad to be here today. Um and then this might be some news for everybody I know of our listeners, but guys, today uh I've been feeling a little under the weather since about uh Wednesday night. Got my test. COVID positive, baby. All right. I finally, I got it. I finally got the COVID-19. What do you mean finally? You hadn't had it yet? I hadn't had it yet, man. This is uh, it. 
got the weak strain. Fuck that. <laughs> oh. It's all the hair on your feet or hands. <laughs> you didn't even peel like a whole body uh, of skin off of you. You know? <laughs> Fuck the new variant, man. I want like the dangerous variant that like takes out 99% of us. Yeah, where do we finally... I just want to know at what point do... When's the variant that comes out where I can dress in all denim and start collecting people to go to Las Vegas? That's all I want to know. <laughs> Eric, Eric, you are one COVID game piece away from a full Monopoly board at McDonald's. <laughs> Literally, when like the real COVID sets in, I'll be like pretending like I'm like the special guy that says M O O N. That spells COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like the idea, Jeremy, that you'd have to pretend to do that. That's the funniest part of that bit. <laughs> that Jeremy just wouldn't naturally be inclined. You know what's funny? Speaking of people that can't spell. Uh, I was on the phone this morning with Mike Quinlan, and when he called me, I was like, that's weird. His name isn't spelled right. I'm a pretty good speller. And then I went, oh, yeah, I think one time Eric sent me the contact. So that's why it's not spelled <laughs> How did I spell it? How badly is it spelled? Q-U-I-D-L-I-N. Quidlin. That's, that's legit. Well, how is this really spelled? Q-U-I-N-D-L-E-N. I don't I'm like that. Mistaken. I don't like that way. That sounds like how the look, French would spell it. Pontius. I, <laughs> <laughs> I would have known it you, you immediately if it was like Mike Quidditch. I would have been like, yeah, that's <laughs> hey, you know, You know, Mike owes me a couple quid. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man what an exciting week so yeah i've been uh i've been sick as hell uh since about wednesday night uh thursday friday really did suck ass i can't i can't stress enough how uh much actual covid fucking blows but i did take an at-home test and it came back negative so today i actually got a real test test I a rapid test too early I think that's what happened on Wednesday. You think so? But but also, I was showing strong symptoms. Like I wasn't feeling good. I know. Well, but but that's kind of been the issue with like some of the earlier the rapid tests is that it either isn't like picking up, I guess, certain things, or people kept testing immediately the minute they didn't feel good, but like it hadn't been detectable yet. So if you test too early, you'll come up negative even when you feel like shit. I don't know. Well, either way, I'm. Listen, I, if this wasn't COVID, I was going to be pissed because yeah. I was like, I, I was this. I'm doing all the things that I would do, have to do for having COVID. I've lived in my basement since Wednesday night. I haven't seen my family or children, which actually has been a blessing in disguise. But um, <laughs> shut the fuck up! Don't fucking tell them anything. Um, everybody's just like, "How are you doing?" It must be so hard to not see your family. I'm like. <laughs> It's so hard. Daddy's been playing Halo for eight hours a day, and I'm exhausted. <laughs> the upside is I also know where Eric is, so when he's not responding to my messages, I'm like, you better be fucking dying, you piece of shit. I literally just go in between binging Metalocalypse, playing Halo, and slumber. Those are my three cycles, and I sleep for about three hours at a time till the aches and pains wake my bones back up, because, uh, yeah, I got gay bones. Um, so anyway, uh, that's, that's a thing and it's working out, but I did get a chance to see a really awesome movie that you told me to go watch and, uh, the deep house, which was awesome. I really liked it. 
Thank so. you. Yeah, I'm glad. Jeremy, I highly recommend if you get a chance. It's I have like water issues. Like I'm afraid of like deep bodies of water. Um, and it takes place underwater and it's really unsettling, which is why I liked it. So you I don't know, you might like it, Jeremy. Well, when I'm not in my man cave, um, I actually have a very large well in my basement. <laughs> and uh, I've never really seen the bottom because it's really dark, but I just like to like, you know, climb down into the rope and just kind of, you know, just kind of hang out in the water and feel yeah. like crawling over my body and think that there's like a dead body under my toes. <laughs> oh. I take it you're a big fan of the movie The Ring. Yeah. I knew there was a girl at there one point, but she stopped making noise like years ago. So she's dead. No. Thank God. Um, did you, uh, I, I will say. The- it's also good to like drop a rat into it and then get a <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will say I really like marmot. nice marmot. Sorry, I'm just waiting for you to finish, man. Like you keep you all keep right. stopping like you're gonna be done, and then I'm like, all right, might be maybe I'll talk now, and then not have dead air, and then I stop, and then you stop, and then we stop, and then it's just it was just an awkward train wreck we had there. It was nice. I enjoyed it. Um. <laughs> I will say I enjoyed the fuck out of the deep house. It has a great atmosphere. Uh, it's basically just a haunted house, but under the sea. It's like if the Little Mermaid uh, was uh, was a haunted house movie. There you go. Yeah, it's it's the uh, haunted mansion ride at Disney World after Hurricane Rita tears everything apart. You're like kids. We're still going to Disney, and maybe you'll get eaten by that alligator. It also is, and I think I texted you this, Ashley, after I watched it. I was like, if I were to rename the Deep House, I would call it, it would be renamed White People Be Whitin'. And that is yeah. the literal, it, everything about it is the whitest thing you do. Like, hey, what are you going to do? Oh, we're going to go, we're going to go diving to a haunted house. That's a white people thing. Yeah. Oh, we're going to go well, into the haunted house. Okay. Oh, we're going to go into the next room. <laughs> yeah. I, I find, I don't want to give much away. I will just say what I told Eric, which is I find the main characters. Well, one of them, I don't mind, but one of the main characters, I find him insufferable. It's everything I don't want in a man. Yeah, you know who he reminds me of is like the. Uh, have you ever watched? Um, uh, I think you should leave the one sketch where they have uh, Tim Heidecker in there and they're playing the guest game. He's like, "Come on!" He was on the Colgate Hour and he was on this, and it's like some weird jazz musician. They're like, "Everybody knows this. Remember, we were listening to him the other day when I said you'd never have the possibility of writing a jazz album because you're not creative." <laughs> God. <laughs> Yeah, that guy is one of the main characters for sure. Yeah, I hate it. I've been I've been watching a ton of new horror, been coming up with some good good stuff. I'm gonna go see uh, Scream next week or this coming week, so I'm really excited to see what they do with this new installment for for sure. I do just want to briefly um, talk about I've had some great shows lately, um, meeting lots of hot fans that I've been hitting on who laugh when I'm like I'm into you they're like that's hilarious I'm like okay moving on <laughs> good, um, good bit Ashley <laughs> great yeah so- I'm like oh you <laughs> and me and he's like you're so funny and I'm like I'm not on stage right now he's like you and I together your best bit ever I'm like I'm gonna right um <laughs> but by the way I was taking this wicked shit this morning I gotta bring this up sorry listeners and it was 
so difficult and I've never been like constipated ever in my life but I think it's all the medication that I'm on and oh my god I realized it was was this what I was like when my parents wanted me to move out mm-hmm. they're like you're about to lose insurance we need you to leave but I'm like no I want to stay longer and I just <laughs> let go until I was forced out so yes I did take an entire box of X-Lax I may have to leave oh later. Did you drink any coffee? Yeah, coffee. I had to this morning. Have you tried some chewing tobacco? Yeah, some no. dip. I heard if you no. put. I heard if you pack one, if you take one of those little pouches and you just one pinky up the anus, it'll be out in twenty minutes. If I wanted to do that, I'd go back in a time machine in ten years, meet younger Eric, and have you just spit in my ass like a spittoon. <laughs> oh, I'll make you a specialty. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure with two cups of coffee, I could take all the heroin I ever wanted. <laughs> what? <laughs> Are you considering that two cups of coffee is the equivalent of Narcan for you? <laughs> well, I, I've heard the heroin makes you constipated, so I think just two cups of coffee, you know, that That's everything. it? <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> I, two cups of coffee would have saved Elvis. I will say <laughs> that I... Uh, I got I when I had my surgeries I had uh, I was taking a bunch of opioids because but let me tell you in the early 2000s they used to give them out like peanuts and uh, let me tell you not good things uh, those opioids but I took them for a straight week but in all honesty I was also in excruciating fucking pain too which didn't help but I had hernia surgery right in like above my uh, my groin area and uh, they patched me back up and. Uh, I just remember it hurt to laugh, it hurt to smile, it hurt to roll, it hurt to poo, it hurt to pee. Any, everything just hurt to do. Uh, but it had been like, because I've been taking so many of these f- fucking Percocets that uh, I got to about day six or seven, and I, there's nothing that changed about my diet. I had pooped this entire time, and I feel like a fuck. I feel like uh, the girl who ate the fucking blueberry in. Um, charlie and the chocolate factory at this point right so i'm like i gotta i gotta poop today but it also hurts to push because it's on like a a wound now there's a surgical wound that literally hurts every time you push so i remember this was like i was at day seven of a week of not pooing and i got in there and i had my fucking i had my pooies i had a pot of coffee and a tin of dip and i just sat on that toilet for maybe like a good six hours taking little uh. breaks and eventually i squirted out the size of like maybe like a i guess i'd call it like a you know like the not the king size but like you know the tootsie rolls that are like that big like the size of a thumb you know i get i let that one turn out and it was the most relief i'd felt in a week i felt so accomplished um and then i stopped doing the opioids and you know what a couple of days later i had a real poop it was nice I'll say now you've got uncontrollable diarrhea. So I understand why people don't eat on heroin because you can't shit. <laughs> That's why you're skinny. You literally cannot eat. That's whatever though. I eat a lot and everything comes out of me like a king smoothie. Like I don't know why I can't can't get that to to solid up so today it worked but that's also because i've been on a ton of medication for this stomach ulcer so now i'm allowed to have coffee and wine and sugar and sweets so i'm back on my shit bitch <laughs> turn up oh and you're drinking out of loyal to the gore cup you can find that at ashley's store so check that shit out 
Fuck yeah. Um, Ashley, I don't know. I don't know if you've lo- known me long enough, but um, I have a special term for uh, really massive shits. Okay. And um, it, it's happened quite a few times where I, I think I, I, I store up almost 24 hours to 48 hours worth of shit. Uh, it's not like it's not like constipation. It's just it's just a lot of shit. Uh-huh. And it'll it'll happen where I'll the poop actually comes out of the toilet, out of the water, so that it actually makes a little mountain and, and a little I, iceberg. I've oh yeah, turned this, I've turned this the devil's tower. <laughs> Is actually the the term for the mountain in Close Encounters of the Third Kind with the basaltic flat top to it. The third kind. That's weird, Jeremy, because I would always call it the Pooh and McGregor because it has to do with the island. Um, (laughs) I don't know. Well, so I have have treatment-resistant depression, which you might also call TRD, but I just call it turd. (laughs) (laughs) So, Eric, I don't know if this is a good segment to uh, mention. I put your uh, Christmas present to work this week. I know. you, uh, And it looks like you've sent me something uh, that we should play on the air today. Yeah, I I probably gave it away. I shouldn't have named it what I named it. I should have made it more. um, Well, do you want to give it any more more than what we just gave it right here? Um, You know, I, I... because because I, I I need to be more metal. I'm I've gone full metal, you know, and and um, okay. try to be as hard and heavy as I can these days. All right, is this is is this because I've been watching Metalocalypse all week, uh, binging it since I've been uh, locked up in the house. Is this going to be similar to when Murderface uh, did his solo album as Planet Piss? Is that <laughs> is this going to be very similar to that? Is this a Planet Piss? Logan, Logan's in Messina. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Logan's in Messina. Come on. <laughs> I just hope that Ashley can hear it as well as, as you can hear it. Well, let's. If not, you know, we'll send it to Ashley afterwards. It's most important that the listeners get to hear it. And here we go. Uh, the song is. Should I tell them the song name? No. Let's let's just make it wrong.
Oh, you're picking it up now? Dun, 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 dun. No one but me can save myself once too late. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Now I can't sleep. <laughs> why I should even try. Good Fade to ukulele, Jeremy. That was strong. I liked it. I liked Very it. Very good. I'm I'm convinced I need to do an entire album called uh, Son of Tim. So. Oh, so this is all a Tiny Tim tribute uh, metal. Uh, what What are some of the songs you're thinking about maybe covering on this? And may What's I make a couple of suggestions? Funny you should say that because I made a list. Oh well, okay. Let's see what you have on your list because I don't want to. I don't want to overlap. Um, of course I want to do uh, Daryl Hall and John Oates' Man Eater. Oh, that'd be uh, good. That'd be good. Yeah. Um, open open casket by death. Ooh, all right. Um, <laughs> down with the sickness by by uh you know SOD. I mean, no, no, no. It was uh, what was it? Man? Disturbed. 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 Yeah. Ooh, um, can't you see by um, I think it's can't you see what that woman is doing to me? Uh, good time, bad time by Led Zeppelin, maybe. Okay, yeah, yeah. What other um, songs would you like to ruin? The um, <laughs> the scum f song by Gigi Allen. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think if you did, uh, what's it called? Expose Yourself to Kids by Gigi Allen, but on the ukulele. I think that would be strong. And maybe a whiter shade of pale. Um, a couple of suggests. Just to, I want to throw a couple out there. Um, maybe uh, Cardi B's Wet Ass Pussy on the ukulele I think would be a strong choice for you. Um, I'm thinking... Um, I'm thinking you definitely want to go hard and metal with the ukulele choice. So I think go you got to go like Rage Against the Machine, I think. I think you need a rage song in there. Um, yeah, they the family. Yeah. Fuck you, I won't do what you tell me! <laughs> Can I throw out a suggestion? Yeah. Sure. Um, Fuck a Dog by Blink-182. Oh. <laughs> What's my age again? <laughs> Not the same song, but okay. Where are you? And I'm so sorry. Oh, <laughs> uh, God. If you feel, saying sorry that way is upsetting. It's <laughs> like Tiny Tim, I might die on stage while performing, so. <laughs> um, what? voice on that, but. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's a, here's a fun hypothetical. The, um, Ashley, you become a, a millionaire overnight, but. The only thing is, is that everyone that you deal with, you have to talk like Tiny Tim for the rest of your life. Like, no. hello, it's me, Ashley. No, I'll put a, I'll put a thirty-eight in my mouth. Absolutely not. I want, hey, people barely like me now. Like, I've been, yeah. uh, 
You know what I did watch, Ashley? Ashley, and I know you watch this. I thought we were supposed to watch Bone Tomahawk. We did watch Bone Tomahawk. The Bone Tomahawk is the movie this week, so don't worry. We'll get to that. And what I'm doing is filling because do you know who didn't take a bunch of notes for the show? This guy right here, okay? So just let me drive the fucking show, pal. Um, no. <laughs> so, look, uh, the, um, what was the, what was I getting at, though? I had something in the back of my head here. Oh, you know what I watched, Ashley, was uh, The Hail to the Deadites. Um, yeah, so did I. And it was not good. <laughs> It's such a sad, it's one of the saddest documentaries you'll ever watch in your life. Did you enjoy, though, the part that I enjoyed, which is this couple that gets engaged and their whole relationship is, like, centered around their love for Evil Dead. And then at the end of the documentary, it's like, where are they now? And it's like, they got divorced a year after the documentary. Yeah, I I have a feeling, though, Jeremy, if you watch, have you watched Hail to the Deadites yet? Nope. Uh, it, it, it very much revolves around your circle of friends. Like, I feel like you'll watch it and you'll be like, oh, I, I smoked weed with that guy on the fucking Jersey boardwalk back in 2015. Uh, but it's all about Evil Dead fans and the cons that they go to and stuff. And there's this one couple that they get married. Uh, and not only that, they get they propose in front of one of the guys who did the special effects for Evil Dead. And he's holding the Necronomicon and the and the Kandarian dagger. He even calls them on their wedding day. And at the end of the movie, they got divorced. <laughs> so they didn't even make it through. It was a one year in the making thing. And then they were already divorced by the time uh, we got to the end of the movie. Which I'm so surprised by. Like what marriage doesn't last based solely on a movie franchise? <laughs> I mean, it didn't even last as long as Ash versus Evil Dead. That's the saddest part of it. <laughs> <laughs> like it lasted oh, less than that. I've had I've had beefs with other people last longer than that marriage. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I kept I kept wanting more out of that documentary, and all it was, was yeah. it was like, hey, look at this fucking freak of nature, and also. I also like to talk about the guy who is clearly the most autistic man in there. So there's like a God tier autistic man that does some interviews on it. And he, I know, you know who I'm talking about. The guy who doesn't quite make eye contact with the camera ever. And is always like, yes, actually it was (laughs) like, I could almost hear him going (laughs) as he was talking. It's so, and you know who I'm talking about. I do. (laughs) Half the time, Eric and I don't line up on like when we're being mean because like he'll be mean and I'll be like, that's not nice. And he's like, wow, I can't believe you don't agree with me. And then I'll come to Eric and be like, hey, fuck this person. <laughs> Eric's like, oh, I don't get it. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, Eric, you're, you're alone making fun of the autistic person. <laughs> I didn't make fun of him. I just said he is the kid. First of all, there's nobody in there that isn't on the spectrum. That's what I need to be clear about. There's not one in the documentary who is not on the spectrum somewhere. I'm just saying there's a king of them, and you can see it in his eyes and his ability to count fucking toothpicks when they fall on the ground. Um, <laughs> okay, look, fine. We'll stay in the same vein. Jeremy, did you know there's a movie called Tardy Terror? <laughs> Tell tell us more about Tardy Terror. Now we can't uh, we can't unpeel that one. <laughs> Jeremy, Jeremy, what what do you think 
Tardy Terror is about. Uh, I don't know, but I really wish there's like a, a cameo with uh, David Lee Roth where he comes in and says, I don't feel tardy. <laughs> <laughs> so, so apparently there is a horror movie. I think it came out last year called Tardy Terror, which is about students being late to class, I think. And then like they're susceptible to this like demonic or monster force that gets them. But when I saw the poster for Tardy Terror, I was like, this is terrible. A movie about being afraid of mentally <laughs> developmental different people. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it, hey, it's, not a, it's not until you get to the sequel called Retardy Terror. <laughs> <laughs> I told Eric, I wish, I wish that there was a sequel, but it was also a combination with the movie Terror Train, and it was Tardy Train. <laughs> I mean, I feel like Tardy, Tardy. Uh, um, I feel like the only the, the logical next step is Bride of Tardy. Um, <laughs> Bride of Tardy Terror seems a lot. But if they can afford her, it'd be Cardi Train or Cardi. (laughs) (laughs) Boys, hear me out. A whole new franchise, and on the film poster is is the Autism Speaks puzzle piece, and and it says Jigsaw, and it says who wants to play a game. You know, it really sells itself as an autistic movie, but it really holds back until in the middle of the movie when the fucking lights start going crazy and everybody in the theater just starts going shit crazy. (laughs) Epilepsy or autism? You bastards. You did this on purpose, you fucking (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it would be hilarious to make an autistic kid just fucking go nuts. So, <laughs> gosh, Ooh. oh man. Anyway, so be careful at the new Sonic film is what we're all saying, guys. Um, <laughs> just be careful with the flashing lights you never know what's gonna happen next thing you know you're you're fucking your mom um it's so funny you bring that up i went to go see spider-man and sonic 2 is a preview and i'm sitting next to this teenager and we both spoke at the same time this is what i said oh god this shit fucking blows and then the teenager next to me i'm really excited to go see the new sonic movie <laughs> <laughs> we look at each other and i'm like Mm-mm. <laughs> we are not the same um oh, that's cool well i'm excited you know what else i'm excited about i'm excited about this week's movie because this was a movie that i picked out um that ashley had never seen the Jeremy had seen, apparently. Um, but I will say, listen, we've covered a lot of horror movies in our... in our. Um, there is a but this song right here... Community of settlers <laughs> and roads and honest I, I know that we have like great composers and directors like John Carpenter. But this... 
original for a second. <laughs> so, listen, this is actually performed by, written by, and sung by S. Craig Zoller, the director of the goddamn movie. He was just like, you know what? I can't even hire anybody. I know exactly how this needs to sound, and it's this right here. I mean, just imagine it would be like if like Steven Spielberg and he's making Jaws and he was just like, you know what? I, I think I came up. I, I know you had that dun 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 thing. I was like, I, I had a little idea. It's called Jaws, 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 Jaws. You warned me, but like there was no way to prepare me until the end of this movie and that song pops up. I was 100% gone. I could not believe that this was real. <laughs> so, yeah, 2015, Bone Tomahawk, uh, directed by S. Craig Zoller, written by Craig S. Uh, by Craig Zoller, uh, with the great Kurt Russell, Patrick Wil- uh, Patrick Wilson, and Matthew Fox at the helm, uh, starring in this. Now, this movie... Uh, actually just kind of came together in a very happy way um kurt russell was already growing this fucking boss ass beard and mustache for uh, the hateful eight and so he just needed something to do and he's like yeah i read the script yeah i'll do this i'm growing a really cool western beard anyway i'll do it so the reason mm-hmm. that he did this is just because he was doing the hateful eight very soon so uh he threw this mm-hmm. on his uh shooting schedule right before that and i'm glad he did because um i kind of fucking love this movie it is just a nice western movie and it takes its when i had heard what the premise was that it was a western slash horror movie i expected it to be a little goofy and it's not goofy at all it's a very it takes itself very seriously like how a western would for the most part and i kind of like that about it it helped me sink into the world for the most part well, Eric already told me he you like westerns, which of course is no big deal. I um <laughs> shocking to the audience. I know I have a vagina and I'm a woman and I I'm not really into westerns. I don't even like Back to the Future Part 3. So, this was a little bit difficult for me to get into, but as we talk more about the film, there are some really solid parts that I did like. Well, I appreciate that you suffraged through it. Um, you're better. My favorite Western is The Revenant. So, The Revenant, um, I would say I'm gonna get into that. I just, I don't know what it is. I think it gives me anxiety because I know what I don't know. She stopped talking. What happened, Ashley? Am I still here? Yeah, you're still there. You just stop mid-sentence, oh, okay. that's all. I think because of the uh, freezing rain, we're having some potential issues up my way. Sorry about that. Um, no, I, I just, there, there's something I think anxiety-inducing about uh, Westerns, because I'm like, I know they don't have good doctors. The minute you get sick, you could have, like, COVID, and they're like, Eric, we're going to take your legs. And you're like, what? Uh, so that yeah. makes me anxious, but also all the diarrhea. Oh, yeah. So I... I just don't like frontier times. Thinking about them makes me upset. Watching people act it out, I'm like, why would you do that? So I think that's that's where my 
Well, you should you should watch the new 1883. It's just a happy, happy western. I would say my favorite western, Jeremy, because you said the Revenant. I'd go with uh, the Quick and the Dead. It's my favorite, but it's just me. The way I like my men. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Best it's movie Delta 88 in it. So I know supposedly the Delta 88 is hidden behind a wagon in it, but it's that's only rumored. Okay. <laughs> Not to give anything away in the first uh, one minute of 1883 is uh, the the blonde chick waking up and realizing her full family's killed by Indians. It's great. Yeah, that's always good stuff. Uh, I do like uh, the movie starts off and you get to see the great um, uh, Sid Haig uh, alongside David Arquette uh, to open up the movie. And I like... There are uh, they're a couple of bandits that are killing people in their sleep. And uh, I do like that he says, he's just like, you, you dumbass, you got to get all 17 of the of the veins in their neck. He was just like, I read it in a book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just like that. He gives he gives medical advice like, um, God, what is it, Dr. Gill? Just be like, I do boobs, but like COVID ain't real. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, who was a doctor who told him so yeah his friend who was a doctor told him and i do like david arquette is kind of great in this movie you know uh they run into their first uh tomahawk bone tomahawk indian shortly after this who uh completely fucking disembowels sid haig in the opening scene and uh well let's just let's just throw it out on the table um the Indians in this movie are a little racist. Uh, they do full blackface every time you see them. Uh, I didn't make the movie. I just, you know, that's their culture of mongoloid. Well, I was going to call it white face as we get into the movie. Oh. But I think they just like to appropriate other people's cultures. You know what I mean? They just like to try it on different sizes. Or, truthfully, they just try it on by wearing literally other other ethnicities they cut their faces off and oh. around. hey do you know what i saw the recently is that they i guess there's like some leather face game that's out now that they took it off that um i know this is kind of sidetracking but one of the things you could do in the leather face game was kill one of the characters and then make a leather face out of them and they took off the ability to do that to the black character because you could be you could do leather face and he would be doing blackface which i find Okay, listen. I actually think that's kind of more racist. <laughs> I'm like, all right, look, look. He's a murdering chainsaw wield- wielding tard. And you're telling me that he would just... You're, te- you're asking me to believe in my heart of hearts that he would be like, oh, I killed this black guy. I can't make a fucking face out of him, though, because that would make me racist. <laughs> like, why are we worried if, if if Leatherface is racist or not? Why is that a concern? Was Maybe it was hanging the lady on a meat hook. I thought that was the bad thing that he did. I thought that was... I, you can't... This is worse than just being racist, okay? <laughs> this is... Oh, Leatherface would never wear another guy's face. He's, he's a transvestite. He wears women's faces. Oh, that Correct. is true. Correct, and that's my question. I think Eric is also misgendering him. When he's wearing someone else's face, he's a they-them. Oh, I apologize. Oh, well, now I'm the real monster. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that makes... I guess that's true, you know? Ed Gein was the original they-them. Yeah. You know? Well, he tried- <laughs> tries to tell you about his uh, pronoun uh, misgendering, but he goes something like this. 
<laughs> he identifies as Beaker. <laughs> okay, so getting back into the film, though, real quick, they they dismember them and uh, and uh, torture Sid Haig, and if my understanding is correct, and Eric, you might be able to shed some light on this, it's because they disturbed like that that like a uh, stone structure is yeah. that what we understand i don't know i think that they just uh they they they're kind of like that they're tribal if it's it's uh it's more like fuck around and find out it's like the hills have eyes you just came in and we're cannibals and we eat things and guess what you came into the hunting grounds bad boy well see i thought when i watched maybe jeremy knows but i thought when we watched it they like knocked over or disturbed some of the rocks that are sitting in that area and i thought oh could this be a prequel pet cemetery they did but then they go oh okay pretty cool to pet cemetery interesting um the the shining is also in this universe okay and pulp, and pulp fiction <laughs> <laughs> the pulp fiction pulp fiction it's actually an infinity stone and that's part of the mcu in case you didn't know <laughs> I, I said poltergeist but i'm gonna give it to you because you're super sick <laughs> <laughs> Not many people know that the sixth stone is the rape stone. Oh, no. <laughs> Not Mr. Cosby. Put it away. Um, so uh, uh, David Arquette is able to uh, escape uh, by the skin of his teeth and makes it back into town. Where we get to meet the fine townsfolk. Uh, we get to meet uh, Kurt Russell, who plays Sheriff Hunt, uh, who loves eating beans. His deputy, uh, Richard Jenkins, uh, who's... Uh, who's uh, 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 Ch- is it Chickroy? Chickroy? Shyroy? It doesn't matter. But he's the guy. It's the dad from Step Brothers, and I think he's yeah. he's the only comic relief in the thing, and he's very funny in it as the older deputy. He's very stupid. Um, he's real stupid. <coughs> we have uh, Samantha, who's the town doctor, played by Lily Simmons, uh, and her husband Patrick Wilson as Arthur. Uh, you might know Patrick Wilson from the Conjuring series and stuff like that. Uh, and of course, there is a love triangle with the great Matthew Fox, who plays Bruder uh, of uh, of Lost fame. Uh, now, God. Ashley, I'm also, pretty, I'm also pretty sure he's one of the brothers on um, Arrested Development. So I don't, I don't, I don't think that's accurate. Exactly like him. It's just, okay. I like now, now. That's more accurate, Jeremy. Is that you thought somebody looked like somebody? Okay. Um. So, uh, I mean, honestly, if you're Samantha, what? I mean, gosh, what? What a horrible life that Matthew Fox and Patrick Wilson are vying for your love every day. Yeah. You don't pick. You take both. Okay. Uh-oh. We call that a Southwest style chicken sandwich. <laughs> I, oh my God. I think Patrick Wilson, like not only as just a regular actor, but in the horror verse, mm-hmm. Patrick Wilson is the most fuckable spooky man in the whole world. Now, Matthew Fox is like a decent. Yeah, I mean, it two. goes it goes Patrick Wilson, um, Tom Atkins. Um, <laughs> Jerry is holding up a picture of Will Arnett and he's claiming that that's Matthew Fox. <laughs> Which I would also fuck, fuck Will Arnett. I, I, there's a lot of men I would fuck. I, I, I can't, I can't pick. But I first saw Patrick Wilson in Phantom of the Opera. Oh. And his haircut was hideous. It was something Eric would love. It was like a mullet. 
Thank you, Jeremy. Jeremy loves doing visual jokes on our audio medium. It's his favorite bit to do is hold up things to distract us while we're trying to try to give you information. He's doing it again. I have to get my wife from these crazy Indians. <laughs> oh, my God. Is that Patrick Wilson? Oh, my God. Uh, but, any, but anyways, yeah. Well, hey, I don't know if anybody knows this. If I'm not mistaken, Eric, I thought she, the female actor, I thought she was the wife of Woody Harrelson in Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Oh, really? Um, let's, uh, that's Lily Simmons, and I will know in three, two, I trust one. you. Um, it's not one of her top bills, but she is uh, oh. Beth in True Detective, and... Oh um samantha and bone tomahawk and she's in the show ray donovan and she's in the show banshee but i don't oh, wow and she's also my age i'm gonna fucking kill myself <laughs> uh, um so they make it back into town we meet our townsfolk and then uh all of a sudden the uh we, we need the doctor to go work on our local boy uh david arquette who uh has been brought in for questioning because he looks like a real piece of shit and he's got a leg wound um the doctor works on him into the night but uh is a when morning comes uh she's been abducted by uh by some of the crazed uh indians that are living out in the mountainous hills here um we learn that uh the local guy who's actually the um i forget his name i think his name is the raven in doctor sleep uh he comes over and uh he's like their local indian expert or whatever um you know who i'm talking about right these yeah he's like yeah. the hats right hand man yes you're right that is him there you go and uh yeah. he basically just says he was just like we don't have a word for those types up there there are there are hillbillies <laughs> they're like, like nah we don't even fuck with those those ones up there they're too crazy <laughs> they're like they, it was basically like saying he was like yeah uh you might think we're savages that's our trash you have to understand right like that's that's i know you think of me as lesser of a person being a native american but this is actually what we consider our native americans are these people over here he <laughs> makes it very clear there's 50 feet of crap and then there's then there's the mountain people <laughs> <laughs> yes yes so uh now uh obviously they need to go send a band of uh to go rescue sweet samantha uh and bring her back uh they also do uh he they also do kill a local uh hand uh, a local a local african-american gentleman in the barn who gets completely disemboweled and uh yeah. they're like well, man that's not good um <laughs> Like, where am I going to find another one of those? Uh, uh. Yeah, you know how expensive this was. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, can I just say real quick? I forget. Is the town called Bright Hope? Uh, I believe so. Something along those lines. Yes. Which that is my favorite realistic thing about Western towns, and that is that is a historical fact i love that they would call their towns things like bright hope or happy trail and then you get there and it's just nothing but a drought and everybody has dysentery that shit makes me laugh all the time thinking about it 
Well, that's a that's a, that's a tale as old as time, Ashley. You know, they used to do that. Uh, that you can go all the way back to Viking times uh, when the the Vikings were going around and raping and pillaging. They found this great piece of land, or at least they told everybody, and they decided to name it Greenland. And they were like, "Yeah, it's green as fuck," and people believed it. And when they got there, it was a solid block of ice. And that just shows the power of branding, you know. <laughs> Eric is not wrong. He's 100% right. I employ the same tactics on my Hinge dating profile. I call myself Hairless Patch. <laughs> it's just it's just the one Hairless Patch. That's it. Everything else is Sasquatch. No, no. They, they get there. No, they get there thinking they're going to find a Hairless Coochie. And then they're like... God damn it. It's going to be hard to settle this land. There's so much brush to cut through. <laughs> they show up and it's literally Chewbacca with a fucking bikini cut. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, am I going to get my penis through this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's one thing I've learned. It's to fuck through the thicket. Um. Far away, the, the beginning of fake news. <laughs> so, uh... The 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 team of four is uh, quickly put together as the sheriff hunt, Chick Roy, Bruder, and Patrick Wilson, who's only got one good leg to begin with, set out to go rescue Sweet Samantha uh, and take their journey across the frontier to go find where these uh, these uh, 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 mongoloids are living. Eric. <laughs> Isn't that what they call them? They call them or troglodytes. There you go. They call them troglodytes in the movie. There we go. But you know what a troglodyte is, though? Like a mountain dweller. It is a. Not, it's an ancient term for a person who lives in the mountains or a cave. We'll Bet money. Pull it up. Pull it up. Okay, I'll, Google I'll pull it. it up. But while we're talking, before she gets kidnapped, though, sorry, I just remembered I made a note and it kind of hops around. I love that before she goes missing. He tells his wife that she is prettier than most cows. And that is a compliment that's going to stick with me for the rest of my life. Because from now on, I don't want a man unless that's how he compliments me. Ashley, you look better than most of the livestock on my farm. I pulled up troglodyte. Okay. <laughs> so it says... Uh, Especially in pre, it says especially in prehistoric times, a person who lived in a cave. It also can mean a hermit. It can also mean a person regarded as being deliberately ignorant or old-fashioned. So, oh, Eric, you're a troglodyte. Thanks. Hey, hey, Lot, Lot, and his daughters did not choose to live in a cave just because Sodom got rained down with fire. Okay. <laughs> God. Also, if you Google, um, if you Google the word troglodyte, and it says people also ask, stay out of the people also ask section of Google at that point because it, there are some alarming. <laughs> there's some alarming. Questions people ask about the name troglodyte. Anyway, um. so, so by the way, Eric, you are one hundred percent right. I know the word I was thinking of. It is luddite, L U D D I T E, someone who dislikes technology. That's oh, oh, old Doug Pontius. I got gotcha. you. Just technological. <laughs> All right. This so, podcast is so off the rails today. I'm like, wow, 
it, it, I have to be retrospective and appreciative about Eric because I'm normally like, what the fuck is he doing? And now that I've seen sick Eric, I'm like, nope, nope. Normal Eric is perfectly fine. He's, he knows what he's yeah. doing. This, this okay. Eric's off the train. I like him. Okay, uh, join, join me. Are you ready? Yeah. One, two. No phone, no light, no motor car. Not a single luxury. Like Robinson Crusoe. It's as primitive as can be. Been trogging most of diets. Trogging a lot of dotted troglodyte. All right. Chickpea. Um, I wish they also. I feel like they could throw Nell into this universe, and she just fit right in. You know. <laughs> chickpea, chickpea, chickpea. Uh, oh, actually, I totally I'm forgot. A- Jody Foster played a retard. <laughs> Oh, that actually is the original name of Nell was supposed to be Tardy Terror. <laughs> well, I mean, look, uh, Helen Keller shows up at the end of this movie, but anyway. Oh, man. So uh, speaking of Helen Keller. Get oh, that house, Germany, finally. I don't, I don't want to keep going off topic, but there's, a, there's an internet conspiracy theory that says Helen Keller could actually hear and see the whole time because she talks with a British accent. It's very funny. <laughs> Steve Wonder's taking it too, and Stevie Wonder is also not blind. <laughs> All right. Anyway, so by the way, if Stevie Wonder ended up not being blind this whole time, kudos to him. Hats off to you, sir. That's a How good fucking can bit. Write that song. Isn't she lovely? Motherfucker could see. <laughs> is it she? Well, they they say the major point is like Stevie Wonder caught a mic on stage like out of nowhere when it was falling over, but. Shaq, the great Shaquille O'Neal, said that he was in an elevator at one point, and uh, unbeknownst to him, fucking uh, Stevie Wonder comes into the elevator, and then he goes over, and he goes, hey, what's up, Shaq? And he's like, no, I hadn't made a noise yet, and he knew that I was in there. <laughs> he was well, like, maybe he's like, he like you. He's got those heightened smells. He's like, <laughs> I smell, I smell Ben Gay. I smell chicken. <laughs> I I always knew it when he caught that brick that came through the window. Um. Did you know that in the actual Blues Brothers? (laughs) Jerry can't even get it out. We are so. That blinded man Ray actually did fire a gun to keep that kid from stealing that guitar. I didn't know that. All right. Um. Don't worry, we're going to move this movie right along, though, because the next whole act two is just them traversing the fucking wilderness. Uh, They kill some random Mexicans on the way, and I like the little line that they put up. He's like, well, uh, Mr. Mr. Bruder had to show him the meaning of manifest destiny, unfortunately, which I thought was such a very good line in the movie. I'm like, you're right. That is, there you go. That was manifest destiny right there for you. Um, Also, it's also a giveaway in the hateful eight that uh she would let a mexican run her store because she changed that sign from uh she d- hates dogs and mexicans to only hating uh mexicans okay yeah thank you thank you for that i'm, I'm glad that i'm glad she brought that up um so uh 
They eventually, uh, uh, the whole time, this motherfucker Patrick Wilson is uh, downing laudanum like it's uh, like it's a fucking uh, like it's his job, having the milk of the poppy to deal with his infected ass leg, which I'll be honest with you, not looking great. Uh, no. They eventually have to pin him down one day and do surgery, and I thought they cut his thing off, but apparently they just cut a chunk out of it apparently because i thought they took his whole fucking leg off that one night but then you see him in the morning you're like nope he's got a leg still well no because he told them he's like you fucking kill me if you're gonna take it off he's like i i won't lose my leg which i mean i get it like i gotta be honest guys if you were like ashley you're either gonna live as an amputee the rest of your life or we can just let you die right now i'd be like yeah just fucking just fucking kill me all right. Like, I, I don't matter. Well, yeah, get, we get you a cool like hover round. You'd be fine. No. Get you like one of those. Um, we get you a cool one. It would look like the Akira bike. You know, you you'd like push, that. You better push me over the Grand Canyon because <laughs> I don't want to live without my legs. <laughs> well, what, what, if you had to lose a limb, what would you choose? An arm or a leg? Oh my God, that is. <sighs> Damn it. Um, I like masturbating and I like eating, so keep the arms. I, I guess take a leg. All right. Okay. Nice. Hell yeah. What about you, Eric? I think I go. I think I go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's tough to say. I feel like I could prosthetic leg my life. I think I could do that. I've seen that guy, Jeff King, and I was like, I'm, I got a stronger will than him. And I could <laughs> I could figure out how to walk with prosthetics. I that- figure if you take one, if you take one leg or even one um, uh, bone from a leg, just take the other one and make me full midget. Oh, so you you're doing it as an enhancement to your life? Is that what you're saying? You're gonna I become will- basically that Martin character where he walked on his knees everywhere, like "What's up, man?" Yeah, or or me, or either the dwarf videos where I like. Oh, dwarf golf. goes fishing. <laughs> But I will be part of the little people of America, even though it was an enhancement. And, uh, I think it'll be very funny because you'll keep using the, the M word uh, to describe yourself. And the other guys will be like, you know, he only fucking did that just so he could use the word. You know that, right? <laughs> you, know, he, you know, he only fucking cut his legs off so he could use it. <laughs> He's like, and he goes, and then Jeremy just go like, no, guys, that's our word. <laughs> <laughs> And look at look at my girlfriend Rachel Dolezal. Hey, we're <laughs> oh, that's good. all right. Listen, now we're back on a fun page, and I like that. So uh, I just railroad this for a second. <laughs> You've railroaded, we've railroaded for the last half hour. What do you got? Why the NAACP just didn't call out Rachel Dolezal? Like what? 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 You're white you're a fucking plant she's totally a plant she's totally part of like the the fbi or like um or like the uh cia or something. she's like a side psy- she's a psyop for sure i don't know jeremy i've seen a lot of white guys that are definitely not in the fbi think they can use the n-word so yeah well i mean listen there's certain people that can get away with it rachel doll is out i think is and uh she's gonna she's she's allowed to because listen she helped the advancement it's one of those things because she made it to an naacp chapter right she was like the chapter leader and at that point it's like 
she got us she's in she's in it's like one of those things is like you know you get caught in the costco with somebody else's membership it's too late they're too scared because the doorman who lets you in is too scared to call you on it now because then they're Wait, gonna look do, silly do we think we can cast rachel dolezal in the tardy train and then subtitle and then subtitled underground railroad Yes, the Underground Railroad. <laughs> DuPont Underground Railroad. I don't know, but I think it sounds like the sequel to Snowpiercer we got on our hands now. Uh. Getting, getting her as an actress is going to cost several hundred dollars. Yes, yes. Go off, Queen. All right, so look, let's let's put a bow on this, on this movie as fast as we can because uh, I, I can't take Jeremy talking much more about this. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I love you. So look. Ah. So look, the um, as we move through, uh, he wakes up in the morning, and the other three go to go make their final assault on the uh, on the cave where they're being held. Now, this cave actually has been in another movie. Do you guys know what other movie this cave is from? It's a very popular one. I'm gonna guess a movie with um, um. Okay, I'm gonna say Swamp Thing because Swamp Thing is in a cave a lot. Nope, not it's not Swamp Thing. This uh, this cave that they filmed in front of uh, in uh, is actually uh, the same cave where they Army of, Dar- Army of Darkness because he has to go into a cave at the end to wake up in the future. Not Army of Darkness. Not Army of Darkness. Damn it! Fuck life, man. Fuck. It. Uh, this was actually the same cave that they filmed uh, the original Iron Man, where Tony Stark builds his original Iron Man suit in uh, the Iron Man One. So that's awesome. There you go. I before that, I was pretending. So uh, uh, immediately, shit gets real as uh, uh, Bruder gets fucked up right from the get go. Uh, he catches a fucking arrow to the heart, and he's not doing good. The other two uh end up getting into a gunfight and killing a bunch more of them but are ultimately apprehended and uh brooders left outside to die they get fucking locked up and that's where you get to see the horrors of the people that are locked up inside that cave and uh the fucking horrors within where i think it's at this point you get to see the guy who gets fucking cleaved in half with the bone tomahawk uh what a 10 out of 10 moment of feeling helpless right there it absolutely was. And so here's here was my criticism that I kind of shared with Eric before, but this is like my thing. I, I loved this. I wanted more of this level of gore of blood, or at least the lead up to this more throughout the movie. I think that's where I was disappointed. I love this part of the movie. I was terrified. I was grossed out. I was shocked. That's what I wanted throughout the rest of the movie. And I also like that uh, you get to see the, uh, the the troglodytes up close. They've removed their vocal cords and instead just put little fucking whistles in their neck so that they just communicate by going like this. It's fucking well, Eric, wild. It looks like teeth. It looks like they took like of something's jawbone and like like the teeth and sat it like across the vocal line. Oh. That's what that looked like. And it, I thought it was so just like- a regular old pan flute and they were really into Yanni. Um, <laughs> you didn't think you were going to get a Yanni reference out of me today, did you? But here it is. There it is. God, are you dying? <laughs> <laughs> I like that my my fucking brain is actually disturbing Ashley today and how it's working. So that's where I I'm at, though. <laughs> 
like, oh, this is my last day with Eric. I can't have the last thing I've ever said. Just, <laughs> just be like, hey, I know a pretty cow. <laughs> I got to be I honest. Let... Having having a deadly disease is the nicest you've ever been to me, Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, oh, I'm only listen. Stop. I like you. Look great today, by the way. Look at your hair. You look like the cowardly lion right now. <laughs> <laughs> You look like you're about to get your courage badge. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a hairy, cowardly, masculine beast. Yes. Okay. There you go. You but, know, if you guys have never done it, I I own uh, Dark Side of Oz, where the uh, Pink Floyd uh, Dark Side of the Moon is 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 totally um, synced up with uh, the Wizard of Oz. Oh, oh. scary! And it fucking rocks. Uh, so now, now that our uh, deputy and uh, our deputy and Mister Hunt uh, are locked up across from uh, Samantha on the other side, uh, with nothing but their impending doom coming on, the only person that's left is Patrick Wilson, Arthur, who wakes up from his fever dream that he decided to take a nap under a rock, and wakes up just in time because an arrow misses his head, and he fucking starts shooting wildly and ends up killing three of these motherfuckers. Kills the first one, then the second second one and then is reloading just fast enough to kill the third one and it is boom boom blam 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 god what a fun little scene right there because god helped him do it it is true that's manifest destiny right there um that's it so he ends up he used his creepy powers he ends up crawling his way back up and then uh in the meantime though uh it's time for some more torture but this time for mr hunt uh as mr hunt tries to get out the second they open the cage uh they quickly subdue him and not only fucking get on top of him, and I don't know why this part bothered me so much, but it did. As they're choking him, they go and take his little whiskey flask, because at one time they tried to, like, poison him, the guys, and see if they would drink some of it, and uh, they didn't, and threw it in the fire to heat up. They pull him out. They After they fucking beat the shit out of him, they cut, like, his the side of his belly open and then shove the burning hot fucking flask into his open wound as he's just going shit fucking shit 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 oh god i just i love seeing uh kurt russell in that much pain you know it was it was it was a fun part of the movie to watch and uh it hurt i was just like you know what i wonder what he's gonna do with that giant wound no he's not gonna put that burn in a fl- he's putting a burning flask in his side if damn it mistake, i mean that was a thing they used to do to people was they would take hot coals well actually they actually had a name for it It was actually called the new mexico hot pocket uh it's a <laughs> little known fact about it <laughs> wait that is not the new mexico hot pocket that's every time eric goes on vacation and shits himself that's just a regular eric woodworth too um <laughs> <laughs> Russell always compares this scene to the scene when he lost a chess king in the thing and poured whiskey into it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I've always seen that. Uh, because the computer had a woman's voice. Uh <laughs> The crazy, the the crazy mo- monster Indian also tries to uh, tries to shoot him. He shoots him once in the leg with the uh, with the repeater, but he doesn't know how to reload it, and so he can't shoot him again. Uh, but eventually, he's bided enough time that uh, what's his name? Uh, is it 
does he get the gun back and is able to shoot this guy or or no he takes the tomahawk right and fucking uh calves him right like takes his like uh the bottom of his fucking yes. heel off and like yeah and then he Oof. And then he gets them finally. Well, so Patrick Wilson shows up in time to save him. Yes. Well, sort of. Save him. And but but yes, yeah, so he's got the bone tomahawk. And he then, if I'm not mistaken, cracks him right in the fucking face. And there's yeah. blood everywhere. And I was like, oh, my God, it looked like me two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's also worth mentioning as Patrick Wilson is making his way back up there, he actually cuts one of the little the little whistles out of their neck, and he's using it a- as his own little uh, little Yanni tribute. So he draws him in, and then he's able to kill him. Um, I call it the Yanni. This is actually where Yanni got most of his inspiration was I, this. By the way, you, you got yeah. Yanni wrong. It's actually Zamfir. Zamfir. Okay. I am not drunk enough for this episode. <laughs> Neither am I. <laughs> oh, and also is our favorite uh, part when uh, is the titular line. was like, man, I'm so glad you killed him with that bone tomahawk. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but the best part, and honestly, just to add one more bit of horror. So they leave, uh, they leave Kurt Russell's character there because he's as good as dead. He's like, I'm just going to wait here and kill as many other ones that show up that I need to. Anyway, I'll see y'all later. So as they start, the deputy and, uh, and Samantha and uh, Arthur make their way out. And just this extra fucking horrible terrible thing is they walk past the the other side of the 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 they go through like the back entrance of this place and there's just a woman who is looks like the rest of that two women that have had all of their limbs removed and they're clearly like pregnant their eyes are sewed shut they're just little baby factories that are just yeah. oh god they, well, they, they still have their limbs like their their hands and feet they still have what they're missing yet is their eyes have been gouged out and they have spikes in their ears, so they are deaf and dumb. And I think they also said they had their tongues ripped out. So they they can't hear, they can't see, they can't talk, and yet they've been impregnated. And I'm like, this is what I, I visualize. Every time a girl is like, my husband makes all the decisions. I quit my job to stay home and get pregnant. Like, yeah. I mean, I also think that it's hard, like... It'd be really hard to integrate these type of folks into regular society. I was like, you can't just go on Tinder after this is what you know is love. You know, I mean, it's just I'm looking for a limbless, earless, eyeless bitch with no tongue uh, <laughs> that's willing baby, to get. <laughs> the baby comes out and takes one look at the mom and is like, oh, no, and self aborts. <laughs> yes, yes. Look at the bright side. They didn't have to wear burkas. <laughs> okay, there was some freedom. Thank God. <laughs> hey, you know what they didn't have to do? Wear a mask when they had to went to Applebee's, though. All right? <laughs> Let's just say there's there's trade-offs you make here living at the still, mountain they folk. Still had, they still had eyes, so they were allowed to read books. That's good. That's nice. So anyway, <laughs> uh, the movie ends... <laughs> The movie ends though as uh, the uh, the remaining three uh, leave, and they hear a gunshot ring out from the uh, the cave that they just left, and they just like they do this like classic like smile like that was him shooting himself in the head. Nice, that's a happy ending. All right, and that brings us to an end of 2015's Bone Tomahawk. We did it, ladies and gents. Uh, we'll start with Jeremy. Your final thoughts on Bone Tomahawk. 
Uh, my I remember my uncle telling me like, "Oh, you guys are going tomahawk." And I was like, "Eh, you know." And and it was a little bit padded out, but still, you know, some great gore and violence that you'll never forget about. Uh, you know, a uh, guy being quartered, uh, even though he wasn't a clown and it wasn't a naked chick. Okay, I agree with that. Ashley, your final thoughts on Bone Tomahawk? My takeaway, I give it 7 out of 10. Uh, I don't think it's a bad movie. I just don't think it's my movie. Obviously, I know Eric loves it. Um, I just have to say, I think the most accurate piece of this film is when Patrick Wilson is fucking his wife and she is in Cowgirl. So at least it's accurate. That is true. I like that. Um, there was a pretty hot love scene in this, I will admit. And, yeah, uh, one pump, all you need. Yeah, who needs more? One cock push-up. That's it. Um, <laughs> so I uh, I enjoyed the fuck out of this movie. I, I really like the a lot of the dialogue in this movie. If you like a Western, a, a classic Western-style movie, it really adheres to that. So if, you are, if you're into old-school Westerns and stuff, it very much st- stays true to that. I mean, there's one, see, there's one line that I can't stop saying, and it's when Kurt Russell is, like, about to leave on the voyage uh, to go uh, get Samantha. And this guy saw, he's like, hey, but they killed my horse he goes if you talk about your horse one more time i'll slap you red and i was like yeah you will (laughs) fucking kurt russell slap his bitch ass and then uh that was just how uh i just liked the the idea of like the old the hard school man who who solves problems with the six shooter because i'm the law here so weird i want to be slapped red no So, uh, overall, Bone Tomahawk, you can go rent it on YouTube. I, uh, uh, it's like three, four bucks. Definitely worth the watch. I highly suggest it to anybody. And uh, I haven't seen um, many of uh, Zoller's other movies, but Zoller has some, uh, uh, apparently, I've been, I've, it's been recommended to me many times to watch Brawl on Cell Block 99, which was his other film in 2017 that came out with Vince Vaughn. I heard it is turbo violent, um, and it's I basically basically a couple of pe- my dearest friends say, "Have you not watched Brawl on Cell Block 99? Because you have not seen the highest level of Vince Vaughn violence that you can ever watch." Um, I heard there's just lots of him stomping people's heads into concrete in a in a jail cell. So uh there's a there's another little tidbit right there to go check out um ashley where can people find you at oops nope that's let's do that (laughs) you can always find me online at ashley pontius laughs and you can catch me headlining the harrisburg comedy zone this wednesday their tickets online oh that's super awesome you can catch all things eric comedy at ericcomedy.com it's eric with a k comedy with a c um I'll have shows after I don't have COVID anymore. Jeremy, take us out. Thank God we don't have any more bone tomahawks.